You're a wizard, Pete. Yes. Or, like, you Haven't you didn't... ever wondered where your parents learned it all? <laughs> you ever done anything you couldn't explain when you were angry or scared? Um, no. What I like, what pee your pants? <laughs> what I did do once is I went. I was in England, and there was a whole like there was a lot of buildings that had doorways up to like my neck because I'm very tall. For those who don't know. And right, like no above one ever... five feet. Yeah. Like well above. Well, well above. And sadly, no one was like, wow, you're Harry Potter. Everyone was like, wow, you're totally Hagrid. And I was like, oh. That happened to you? That was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, thanks. Oh, everyone, you're... you know, everyone wants to be Hagrid for sure. I feel like you're just feeding into a stereotype for me where all... <laughs> English people are Harry Potter crazed. Oh, that's all they think about all the time. So to clarify, like it wasn't like people on the street that were like, "You're Hagrid." It was like Uh, people, people I knew comment or like talking about a picture of me. Yeah, I'm picturing you like going into a corner shop (laughs) to buy scones, and the shopkeep (laughs) is like, "Rubius, is that you?" (laughs) Anyways, hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Men Podcast. Was that is that was that nostalgic? Was that Little. did that feel? We haven't I done that in a it. really long time. Let's oh, bring it back. Felt so good. From now on, mm-hmm. that's how we'll start the show. And uh, we're continuing our series of Harry Potter, um, hence the references we've been making. And... I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, we're working through the Harry Potter films because mm-hmm. why not? Well, I mean, you got to at some point, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done one through four, which means despite Pete's desire to skip five and go to six, <laughs> we're doing five. <laughs> yes. Uh, Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, you never voiced that, but I, I think feel like I, part of you, I, didn't I feel like part of you would just want to stop at four. It, I, didn't, I didn't say it with my words, but I said it with my eyes. Right. Yeah. I have, I can't even, when was the last time I... Sp- was physically in the same room as you. Very long time. I think quite honestly. a long time since we've seen each other. Probably like the Emily Mater Titanic episode. Right, which, which we a recorded long... a month before it really. I think we it recorded that like literally a February. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think early February, if anything. Right. And we're mid-June now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man, three, mm-hmm. three months, four months. Four months is just too long. <laughs> it is well uh-huh. hmm. uh, so yeah the next part of our Harry Potter series where we will eventually finish uh, but uh, today's Order of the Phoenix number 5 and sure um, is mm-hmm. be interesting to see where we go with this episode uh, you know I'm I'm curious if it's your if you enjoyed it or not uh, there's some things that I maybe don't like as much I feel that way about mayonnaise. <laughs> All right. Should we get right into it? I've got a couple trivia things. And, All right. Uh, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Sure. All right. So there's actually only going to be one question that I'm going to ask you. The other two things are just kind of little tidbits that I just want to mention. So the one on a superficial level for anyone who's watched the films as a Harry Potter fan, they'll notice that this is the first film that's absent a Quidditch match. And obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, it's the longest book. So various trimmings had to be made. Various eliminations had to be made. Various things had to be condensed. So obviously, that's that's one of the things that didn't make it through to this film. So yeah, this is the first, yeah. first film so far without a Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was news to me was previously we had mentioned that there was a Harry Potter film that John Williams took a step back, wasn't a part of. What I re- didn't realize, he doesn't come back in the series. Oh, really? Very really. I, I was surprised. I thought it was just one or two films he was absent from. He was not in this film, and he's no longer in any of the upcoming films. It's. I think there are two different people that do them. I think they maybe flip back and forth. The one in... Order of the Phoenix was Nicholas Hooper, and he I didn't recognize his name. He's in some British television, but 
yeah, John Williams is gone. So, but I mean, I mean, he is and he's not because these new composers are really just adding their saliva <laughs> to what right. John Williams has already done. Right. They're not completely reinventing the wheel. It's like they're not having Metallica riffs, you know, right. be the be the main theme of Harry Potter. Like, you're right, the backbone is there for at least the main themes. The, obviously, the theme is still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my only question is actually a recurring one that's happened in this series. It will come to a head at some point when that film comes up, and it might be this film. But I just want you to tell me one question, yes or no. Was Order of the Phoenix ever the highest grossing film in the franchise? No. No? No, I'm going to say no. Okay. Just because based on like, <laughs> based on what you just said right. about it coming to a head at one point when mm-hmm. we reach the film that it's applicable to. So I right. feel like no. But this no. could be that film. No, it's... I think that, I think that was a slip up. I don't yeah. think that was. Uh, I don't think that was. Yeah, you're right. It is not. It was never. Sorry, the highest grossing film. Mm. So we'll continue okay. and find out if there was one that. Uh, yeah, I what mean, at one point, obviously, out? Philosopher's Stone had to be because it was the only one. But we'll see if right. there was ever one that overtook that. Uh, overtook that. Uh, title. Sure. So, what year did this film come out? Uh, ooh, good question. I've, I want to say 2007. And what was the highest grossing film in 2007? Oh man, killer questions. I'm going to find that out. So it, I'm just looking now. Uh, it was four, you have four monitors. You've got four screens. What do you, what do you have open on those screens? I actually don't. Um, we were talking for just some scheduling reasons, you and I, and usually I've got like the laptop for recording and like an iPad. Plus we're talking on the phone tonight, just due to some sharing that has to go on in the family i am down several screens so uh bear bear with me but uh yeah so it came out 2007 as far as where it ranked in the top 10 it was actually number two pirates of the caribbean at world's end came in at number one just by a smidge Mm. just by a smidge well i was i mean which was i at the time was supposed to be the concluding pirates film (laughs) yeah at the time yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that Pirates took the number one slot. Right. Yeah. Because this, you know, even Harry Potter fans, it's not the, the ultimate, like the final film, or it's not even the penultimate second last film. It's just kind of in the middle. So, if you're right. dealt with the con- concluding film of a series that's popular, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, how do you want to tap into this? Do you want to? I mean, I, I, the very next, I, the very next thing to happen, I feel like needs mm. to be mm-hmm. you refreshing my memory on what this film is about. <laughs> it's you have been having those memory issues, so it's it's probably for the best. I think. I listen, <laughs> Brian. We've talked about this, <laughs> and I, I just don't think it's something you know. I don't want I don't I don't want it to be super public. We could we can edit that part out. I'll edit that out. Okay. Thanks good. for understanding, Greg. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. All right. So for those who have been listening throughout the Harry Potter series or those who are new, I'm gonna give a rapid summary of kind of what you need to know from this film because you know, you can watch these films and some uh, some of the events blend. So here's to remind you what exactly happened in episode number five. Did you just call people stupid? I don't think so. Well, you said there's... Okay, you just said if, if you're new. If and you're I new. always, you know, people are like, what are you, new? Like, I didn't <laughs> know if that was like a... You know, for those of you just no. joining us and you stupid idiots... I didn't know this is not what the, I meant. No, no, no. I was just... It, so it was a misinterpretation. It was. Okay. I, right. I interpret it that way. I feel like... That's... Eh, it, <laughs> Probably the stupid people for the record did was not what I meant. Was okay. not all right. Okay. So, uh, so this film starts off and Harry and the gang have short hair again. Surprise, surprise. Um, apparently, playgrounds in rural Britain are kind of lame. Uh, joking aside, for this point, Harry is suffering some hardcore PTSD. Hardcore. He's seen some things in the previous film that are still haunting him. Uh, joking back in the mainframe, Dudley Dursley is still a slime ball. If nothing else, 
I absolutely, and this is, I will stop going back and forth about joking, but this is another serious thing. I absolutely love the setting of rural Britain and urban United Kingdom in the non-magic world. So we see all these wizards flying around. Pretty dope. Uh, Harry gets pissy. Nobody started an MSN chat with him over the summer. Uh, Gary Oldman was and still is a bloody legend. Dumbledore's full name is longer than his beard. Or potentially his full name is wilder than his wardrobe. I'm not sure which. Draco Malfoy, surprise, surprise, is still at Harry's throat. And I honestly think Draco just needs to get a life. That's that's what my thought is. Uh, Professor Dolores Umbridge is introduced as the new defense against the dark arts teacher. And if that doesn't crush your soul, I don't think anything ever will crush your soul. Uh, everyone's suspicious of Harry, so Harry insults people's mothers. Uh, as they say, study hard and you will be rewarded. Fail to do so and the consequences may be severe. Personally, I'd take Voldemort as defense against the dark arts teacher instead of Umbridge, because at least at that point my eyes and ears wouldn't just be bleeding profusely every time they spoke. Um, Harry, you know, feels a bit alone and isolated. Uh, Ron never stops eating. Rules, emphasis on plural, change at Hogwarts. Uh, Newsflash, Snape is the unsuccessful candidate for defense against the dark arts job. And maybe if there was some union involvement, because, you know, if he had grieved that for more seniority, uh, maybe him teaching in that role would be a book, film, or universe I'd want to be exploring. Uh, Sirius Black gets blamed for more crap that he didn't do. Harry Potter holds a secret meeting, goes over his magical resume of adventures, uh, goes over his close calls, and basically summarizes the previous movies for the other kids that he's with that haven't seen his adventures. Uh, Harry Potter starts a rebellion in the Room of Requirement. Hermione is far better at stupefying than Ron is. We, we view, quite honestly, the grossest chocolate leading to bursting postules sequence in film history. Harry Potter makes a move on Cedric's woman, Cho Chang, and it's far too soon, Harry. Far too soon. She's literally in tears, not emotionally ready. Check yourself. Ron has the emotional range of a teaspoon. Harry and Voldemort have a connection. Snape has lessons with Harry to shield his ass with the power of occlumency. And Snape also takes the opportunity to take a few snide jabs at Harry. Harry's quote-unquote angry all the time, but Sirius Black says, Hey kid, don't sweat it. We all light, we all dark. Just act on the light. Dumbledore's got style and does some now-you-see-me type escaping tactics in his office. Lord of the Rings reference here. There's a fireworks dragon that is almost, almost as cool as the one at Bilbo's uh, birthday party in Fellowship of the Ring. Listen, I, I say this honestly, I watch a lot of true crime shows. So this is where I'm coming from with this. Considering what a complete sack of misery Umbridge is and how much misery she brings to everyone's lives... I'm quite surprised it took that far into the film before she was lured into the woods and abducted. It's mind-boggling. Harry and friends meet up with some Death Eaters at Department of Mysteries, and Harry and friends are bulls in a china shop. Uh, Get away from my godson. Harry Potter feels love, and he feels sorry for you. And finally, Voldemort doesn't have something worth fighting for. Cue the noble theme playing into the horizon shot. And that, friends, is Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> right there. And for those of you wondering, I that wasn't a golf clap. I think golf claps are... <laughs> but, right. Mm. Is that more of like a yeah, tennis clap? Know. Or what was your, your clap more like? Just like... Uh, no, that was like... Uh... Okay. Okay. That was that was like, man, I finally got those ACDC tickets. What a show! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sure. That's not, I don't think that's that's not how I would show my appreciation for ACDC. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> thank you. Thank you. You're for welcome. That. Was it better than the last one? That's all I want to know. I think it was better than the last one. I don't okay. think you've captured the lightning in the bottle from the first one. Okay. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, and I'll always strive for that lightning of the bottle. It's definitely better than the last one. Okay, okay. That's all I wanted. Okay. 
Um, so you touched on a couple of things mm. uh, that I want to expand on. Please expand, um, expand Yamas. This is, this is, I think, the Harry Potter movie that is not overall the funniest, okay. but it has some really genuine. There were two moments while watching this where mm. I burst out laughing. Oh, really? Where I audibly lost the ability to hold in my laughter. Okay. Okay. And one of them, I think, is one of them. I think is justifiably funny. <laughs> okay. And the other, I don't really know why I laugh at it, okay. but it still just makes me laugh. Cool. Okay. Uh, and the one that I don't know how to justify is when Dumbledore reveals his full name at the at the trial <laughs> right right because it's just and 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 it's not it's not his full name specifically as much as it is just the the inclusion of the name brian right <laughs> because it's just so you know right. albus percival wilfrick brian <laughs> dumbledore because he like he right. emphasizes it and yeah. i just something about it because it's such a boring name yeah amongst four other yeah. exotic names <laughs> i just i i audibly laughed out loud the other and possibly <laughs> my there's only one other moment other than this next one that i can think of in the entire harry potter franchise that Whoa. makes me laugh wow. out loud wow okay. and that one is from uh the last one we watched goblet of fire oh Oh, okay. When when uh, Filch, mm-hmm. August Filch, yep, Ar- Argus, Argus Filch, hmm. is um, he's running to the front of the Great Hall to tell Dumbledore that the other schools have arrived, <laughs> but he does like this like re- limping kind of awkward <laughs> hop, skip, and his jump kind of. Mm. Right, so that that one makes me laugh really hard. But right, the other right. one in this one that I think is probably my favorite comedic moment in all of Harry Potter lore. Wow, that's and that's pretty bold. That's a you know is okay. when, uh, when, um, Umbridge mm-hmm. is interviewing. It's the montage. She's interviewing everyone, mm. and she's talking to Snape. Okay. Oh, yeah. and she just go and she just goes. You know, you so first you applied for the position of defense against the dark arts. Is that right. correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you were unsuccessful. <laughs> Obviously, like <laughs> to yes. me, to me, uh, it it simultaneously made me burst out laughing, mm-hmm. and then almost brought tears to my eyes because I just mm. thought to myself, "Man, I miss Alan Rickman." Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, that he yeah. was such a, like he's got such a a unique voice. No one's got a voice like him. No, um, and because of his voice, comes across as a very serious kind of droning actor. Oh yeah, uh, but had had comedic, um, comedic abilities that I think always catch me off guard whenever I see him in something, you know, like Galaxy uh, Quest. He's great in Galaxy Quest. I want to see, I've never seen it. I've kind of chalked it off to a film I've not been interested in, but since you, oh, I didn't realize classic. he was in it, I'd want to see it now. Yeah. Do you not know who, so that one, it's got, it's got Alan Rickman, Tim hmm. Allen, Sigourney oh, wow. Weaver. What? Oh yeah. Oh, you have to watch Galaxy Quest. I need to. Wow. Oh yeah. It's yeah. very good. Okay. Um, so those are the two moments that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Now I have a list of notes. I don't know how you want to. We can we can literally proceed. dive right into them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so these are kind of in order of when I wrote them down, and there's not too sure. many. And so, sorry, let me let me just agree with you. That scene with Snape was pretty magical. It's so good. Yeah. And you were unsuccessful. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like. So Such a condescending, good. you stupid bat. <laughs> yes, I did. Because it, it's already, you know, it's yeah. already a uh, sore spot for him, right? Which oh, we picked up sure. on in the past. He did want Defense Against the Dark Arts, but, you yeah. know, when he first introduces himself yep. in um, 
in Philosopher's Stone, mm. right? He walks in, he says, there'll be no foolish wand waving in this class, right? Like mm. he's, it's, mm. it's turned him bitter. About oh, it. yeah. Um, so, okay, my notes. Mm-hmm. They don't believe, so the film starts out and he's like, he's got, he's on trial mm-hmm. for conjuring the Patronus charm yes. in front of Dudley. Yes. Yep. Um, and and what just confuses me about this, like I under I understand Harry's, they they set a very, um, scary and intimidating and and daunting tone for this mm. film because mm-hmm. everybody, the, the it's because the film is very politics heavy. Right. There's a for political. Better, there's a political agenda. All for, the powers for better that be, or worse. Yeah. Yeah. All the powers that be. Are are doing everything in their power to um, push the notion that Voldemort has not returned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So Harry's a quack. Dumbledore's yep. a liar. Not even vice versa. not even a, a liar. Like um, Dumbledore is a warmongering. Like he's ri- rising up an army to well, take over as and, the Ministry of Magic. And he's, yeah, he's out for the job. He's out mm. for Fudge's job. He wants to be yeah. Minister of Magic, which is not true. Which is false. Yeah, I, he's got no interest in that. I wouldn't mm. think. Um. So, but anyways, here's my like. Yeah. Okay. So I understand that there, that anyone who goes up against Harry, um, or anyone who Harry has to defend himself against in this film, mm. aren't are already not thinking clearly. Are already for sure. not approaching things fairly. No. That Harry, Harry's got an uphill battle here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why not believe him about a Patronus charm? Like, it's not like, it, I mean, the, <laughs> right. the charm that he conjured was a charm that, to the best of our knowledge, is only good for getting rid of Dementors. It's all we've seen it used for, mm. is getting rid of Dementors. And they're like, oh, there were no Dementors there. There's no way. <laughs> well, then why the hell would I have... Cast a like of all the charms. It right. wasn't Alohomora. It wasn't Wingardian Leviosa. Mm-hmm. It was a Patronus charm. Hmm. I didn't use magic to enlarge any parts of my body, <laughs> you know, or make me right. smarter or yep. bring put my a parents hex on back it from the, the dead. Per- yeah, it was yeah. it was a charm that, as far as we know, only has one purpose. Mm. And you don't believe me in my reason for casting it. So if I wasn't casting it for the only reason, for the only thing that it's good for, mm-hmm. then why the hell else would I have cast it? Right. Yeah. So that I just mean, seemed very like of all the charms. Yeah. I mean, I guess logically speaking, I I completely agree with you. Like, why, 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 per, like, why witch trial him? But I guess if people have a perceived notion or want to scapegoat him. They're going to they're going to find something to trip him up over, even though it was, you know, if he was using that spell, there was only one thing he could be using it for, whether it sounds crazy that they were Dementors or not. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, my next couple of points um, sort of have a have a, a header to them. Mm. Okay. And that's that, as you pointed out, this is the longest book. Mm hmm. But it's not the longest film. Oh, okay. And yep. I think that shows. Hmm. Um, hmm. And it, I mean, I'm reading the books right now. I haven't gotten as far as Order of the Phoenix. Mm, okay. Um, I've gotten as far as like three chapters into Goblet of Fire. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty good. So may, maybe there's an explanation to some of these things. Mm. But there definitely isn't an explanation to them in the movie. So from a film, from a strictly film watching perspective, these are things that leave me with more questions than answers. Okay. Um, the movie starts out with him being rescued by a, a group, right? So we've got hmm. Mad Eye, Alistar Moody, yep. we've got uh, Nymphadora Tonks, we've got the Fred and George? I think right. we've got Kingsley. We've got like there's a bunch of people there to get him. All yep. kind of like Order yep. of the Phoenix people. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. 
Sure. When Harry sees Mad Eye, they kind of they ha- they share a little greeting. Mad Eye, what are you doing here? Hmm. I'm here to rescue you, of course. Right, like this whole kind of you know. <laughs> sure. But I'm watching it going. But Harry doesn't know Mad Eye Moody. The Mad Eye who he thought he knew was Barty Crouch Jr. Mm. While the real yeah. Mad Eye was locked in a chest for the like for yeah, I'm pretty sure right up until like the last week of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Harry went home. Hmm. So he's got like hmm. what? How, why are they sharing this warm reuniting moment when yeah they don't know each other? Yeah, maybe the book will cast some light on that. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, right? they've technically never really interacted or had any interaction. Right. Uh, the other thing that, again, at the start of the film, I'm just getting very confused because I'm like, okay, did I did my disc skip? Am I <laughs> missing some information here? Right. Did I miss is VHS when- num- part one? Yeah, is when uh, Moody looks at Nymphadora and says, you know, I I don't know, he likes he reprimands her for something. He's like, not here, Nymphadora. And she's like, don't call me Nymphadora. And like her hair changes color. Like she's she's mad mm. about it. Yeah. Uh, and her hair changes color. And we see a little bit later on that she can like turn her face into, du- like she's got some transfiguration stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Nymphadora? <laughs> and what, like, you know, it's like, it's like that. I feel like maybe if I've read the books, I, I in that moment, I would have been like, oh, yeah, she hates when people call her that. Don't call her mm, that. Right. But, you know, I'm left as just a movie viewer going, then what should I call it? Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> what am I supposed to call you? Yeah. Why is your hair changing colors? <laughs> why are you, why is this the first time we've seen you? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately you got, there's going to be some things that they're going to put in just for the lovers of the books and lovers of the universe that otherwise we might not appreciate. And uh, yeah, I agree. Well, but do that. I mean, do that in the form of Easter eggs. Don't do that in the form of moments where (laughs) everything makes sense to the book reader, but Mm. the rest of the thing, the rest of the audience is going, I'm going to go get some popcorn. Do you want some popcorn? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair right i guess like, that's fair yeah i don't know um okay and here's the thing sure uh harry cast a patronus in front of his brother yes half brother cousin okay, in front yeah. of his cousin relative relative yeah who damn well knows about hogwarts and knows his oh, brother's yeah. a wizard and yeah. May like you know obviously doesn't know what a Patronus charm is, sure. but is wise to in the fact that or in the moment that Harry was protecting that saved them, mm. and that's a huge no no. Sure. But us all hopping on brooms and flying our ass through London like <laughs> a, in front of windows and beside ferries mm. and like like boats. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, that's not an issue. That's yeah. not an issue. Yeah. So many people saw you. I guess so many people. Like you know, yeah. your your flying car was spotted by no less than seven muggles. What? Okay, right. But this broom stunt just alerted half a dozen more than yeah. that. I guess I just don't understand, and I'm not sure if it's I don't understand enough of this universe, or maybe the book covers some of this. Or maybe there's maybe just they're selective. Cloaked. Maybe they're well, but like so. There's the incident of the bus like going through London that no one can see. So there are right, circumstances no of magical things that can't be seen. But you're right. Then there are other circumstances where they do see a flying car. Like there, it's not just everything magical is hidden. Mm. So why sometimes? Why sometimes not? I don't know if the brooms are supposed to be hidden, and we're just not told that, or yeah, everyone's like, know. "Wow, because... that's, yeah." Because even the book, like even the, the, I think it's in the first book when Hagrid first takes Harry to the Leaky Cauldron, mm. Harry notices that muggles are walking past and that their their attention seems to jump from the the bakery on one side straight to the real estate agent 
real estate office on the next side. That like, that like mm. regular everyday muggles don't even seem to notice that the leaky cauldron is there. Right. Right. And so yep. that it's all kind of got, you know, or or that that serious Black's house defies all logic and just kind of comes out of <laughs> Right. And like people are like eating popcorn on their couch, oblivious. Yeah, to it. and 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 I maybe this is the adult in me, but that that mm. didn't even bother me. It didn't bother me that people were being moved, sure. because I think that plays into you know muggles can't see past the end of their nose; they're oblivious <laughs> right. to what's going on around them. Yep. And and I don't know, there's some kind of cool magic. Like it 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 didn't bother me that it was it was coming out of you know out of nowhere. Mm. What I was thinking of was what's happening off screen? What's happening at the end of the street right now? Is this building <laughs> now hanging out over the road? Right. Is, like what is happening? What is happening? Have, <laughs> has this bumped into the next building? Has it gone maybe, through the next building? Maybe all the broom closets shrink to kind of make up for the the space. Uh, like, I don't know. That is a I... BS thing and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, um, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you, you go on with your list. You've hit on one thing on your list that I kind of want to touch on, but it will, we'll continue that later. Okay. So then we get to the hearing. Mm. And Dumbledore is sassy. Oh yeah. Like he's really sassy in this trial. <laughs> uh, because they're like, because oh, what happens is obviously they don't want Dumbledore there. The council doesn't want Dumbledore there. Right, they changed a, the, the court A, here. because, you know, Cornelius is against Dumbledore right now, and B, mm. because I think it's like, you know, when you're, when you're, when the accused has got a damn good lawyer. <laughs> right. You kind of hope that the lawyer gets food poisoning the morning <laughs> of and can't make it type of thing, that, right? That's like, your only shot at winning the trial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when he shows up, uh, yeah, there's this great. He says, "Oh, you, you must have gotten the the message that the trial had been moved." And he and Dumbledore is like, "No, in fact, I didn't get that message. But by sheer happy coincidence, I arrived at the ministry three hours early. Like, mm -hmm. and it's just like, <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so it's so sassy because Dumbledore is basically saying, "Nice try," mm -hmm. like. You know, who, who do you think you're? Who do you who do you think you're messing with here? Yeah, honestly, yeah. So I good. I just got a funny visual image. My my mind just like I I found what you said funny. Like your only hope at winning, you know, if if is if their lawyer gets food poisoning the night before. I'm I'm picturing like a council meeting like the day before a trial or like a week before, and they're like, what what are, what grounds do we have to win this trial? Like, what can we do? And like mm. the head attorney is just sitting in the corner of a room looking out the window and it's like taco truck, mm -hmm. taco truck, food poisoning, make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Taco mm. Bell. Taco Bell. We need them to get the shits halfway through this thing. <laughs> taco Bell. Taco Bell got you covered. Taco Bell saves the day again. Um, <laughs> there, was a, there was an old joke I used to... I heard once, and I used to repeat. Was uh, hmm. do, do you know why? Do you know why there's no uh, playroom like kids play equipment at Taco Bell's? No, I don't know because because minimum wage is not enough to pay people to clean diarrhea out of the tubes <laughs> and ball pits and stuff. <laughs> I guess I, Taco Bell's got this reputation uh... for giving people gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal issues. Mm, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna jump way ahead here. Do um, it. To their, now they're in the room of requirement. They're practicing all these, sure. these spells. Spells yep. that like are sending like they're they they must be getting broken bones and and bruising their bones because they're getting yeah. flung through the air. Yes. But what one thing in particular, the youngest one of the group here appears to be Nigel. Yep. Okay. And in the first, in Harry's, like, I think it's Harry or maybe Ron. Someone's someone does a a, a defensive spell against Nigel that sends him flying, which I don't know how defensive that is, but sends him <laughs> flying. 
Right. Nigel flies like eight feet and lands like a foot and a half in front of the fireplace. Nigel almost mm. died. Yeah. And I'm just I'm like I'm watching it going, oh, we're just all gonna skip past that. We're all <laughs> we're we're not gonna go like I understand this is a world where everything like you know, pouring yeah. cereal into your bowl could could kill, kill you, you potentially. Yeah, for but sure. like yeah. adjust the angle. You know, at some point right. someone goes, Oh, hey guys, maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't do baseball practice this way. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> hit the ball towards the cars. Right. Like maybe we shouldn't fling Nigel towards the fireplace. No, that doesn't it didn't concern anybody. Everyone was no. just like, Oh wow, good job, Nigel. You're I guess alive. this I guess this is the pre concussion era. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, so Molly Weasley, the Ron's mom. Mm, yes. Uh, she gives the boys like scarves and sweaters and all mm. kinds of crap like that for Christmas, yep. which is a, which yep. is a Weasley tradition. Right. And Harry, Partially... Harry gives the father the gift of life, really. Yes. Yeah. That's wow. You just got real deep. That's... I did. Everything I'm about to say will not have, <laughs> you know, it just it just won't feel right in comparison. Um, yeah, it's it's a tradition partially because they're they're just that kind of like homemade country cooking kind of family, mm. and also the Weasleys, uh, famously don't have a lot of cash. True. So homemade gifts are a little bit better. Mm. However. Are you ready for this? I'm I'm ready. What a bullshit gift. Because <laughs> anything knitted mm-hmm. given from Molly to anybody sure. is not a heartfelt gift. Because right. we saw in the second film, in right. the Weasley house, shit yeah. just knits itself. Right. She didn't put any work into this whatever. She like threw right. the yarn on the ground, cast That's a spell, so true. and walked away. That's okay. So shout out to Daphne Kirkpatrick. Like it's not like someone laboring for hours creating something with their bare hands and crude implements. It's literally basically flicking a switch, a magical flitch so switch, so to speak, and just walking away and doing something else. Daphne, who's one of our listeners, is so yeah. good at her looming she looms in the distance mm-hmm. uh but she like knits and and weaves and yeah knits some more like so much so that sometimes like when i see the finished product of product yes. of what she posts yep. i kind of wonder if it like you know <laughs> I, I part of me wonders like oh man this is staged like she just went <laughs> and bought that beautiful thing from like a right. tip top tailors or something right and yeah. she's She's staged a couple of like progress pictures. She's bought two. <laughs> she's pulled one apart to take pictures in various stages. What she did and was now she's just she... holding the completed one because there's no way yeah. someone at home is making stuff that looks like that. Notice, notice how she doesn't show timestamps of the pictures. So she probably bought the item of clothing from Abercrombie and Finch or wherever. Took a picture of the finished product. That's the picture she shows at the end. And then she kind of cuts it up and like rips it apart at different points. And then those are the earlier pictures she leaks out to be like, "Oh, here it's really coming to form. Here we go." Did you say? Did you say Abercrombie? I don't think that's <laughs> a. I don't think that's a tomato tomato situation. You said. You said Abercrombie and Finch. What is what is it? It's Abercrombie and Finch. Oh my! It's a- Aber, I, not Aber. What? It, so say what I said. You you said Abercrombie and Finch. And then what is it? Abercrombie and Finch. I I literally that. Hmm. It's yeah. It's not like you know. I don't it's know. Not like syrup I, or syrup. I I I don't see the difference. You don't eat Abercrombie and Finch, Abercrombie and Finch. You don't hear oh the difference? God. No, I mean it's fine. I just I've never like I've never heard someone pronounce it like that. That that was your takeaway. That was That was yeah, I don't I don't actually know what you said. I I heard oh. Abercrombie and Finch and then I was like for what? heaven's sakes. You know? Mhm. But it's yeah, like, that is pretty joking aside. Daphne is fantastically skilled. But kind of a cop-out gift in the wizarding world where it's not really an effort at all. No. Yeah. So, and I don't mm. think any, I don't think any of her children have caught on to that. 
which makes them all stupid. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, actually. Uh, two last notes here, and they're both about Dumbledore. Um, Please. Actually, one side note. Sure. What What the hell is... Do you think Dumbledore... I think Dumbledore is like... Harry, I've put your life in danger for four years in a row now, so now I'm just going to ignore you because it's probably best if That's I just don't level... have any contact with you whatsoever. In fact, there's been a restraining order. Just such bull crap. I'm like, you know what, Dumbledore? Yeah, I feel like you just wanted to do this. You're a bit of a diva. You were like, hey, if I don't tell him this, then Harry's going to be like, does Dumbledore still love me? What's going on with my life? I'm all alone. You could have just been like, yeah, like you could have just been like, Harry, I can't talk to you right now. Can't tell you why, but I love you. Having said that, it culminates in a wonderful moment when Harry's had that dream, mm, right? About about Arthur. Okay. About Arthur Weasley, right? Where he like dreams of the attack, (laughs) and he's there, and there's and there's a bunch of commotion going on, and Harry's asking Dumbledore questions, and Dumbledore's ignoring him, and and doing all this stuff, and Harry just loses his shit, like next level. Yeah, he's like, "Look at me," (laughs) and just loses, and even Dumbledore is like, "Bitch, say what?" Like, (laughs) no, even even Dumbledore is like. It it catches him off guard. Like he's like, you know, it's 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 a combination between, you know, Harry learn your place, but also, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> like I can't even be mad at you about this. You you got yeah. a point. Yeah, you got me. Uh, yeah. But um, no. So the two <laughs> one is that I love, uh, like this. So both these moments have to do with the fight, the wand fight. Mm. between Harry or between Dumbledore and Voldemort. Sure. And my two takeaways is one, this is the first time you see Dumbledore is powerful. Yes. Like we've heard we've heard talk about how Dumbledore is maybe the one wizard that Voldemort fears. Mm. And this is why. He's a friggin' badass. Yeah. With a wand. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, mm. The other thing, the other, the moment that I love, just the the fine little, you know, glistening detail, uh, is that he to to his face, mm-hmm. Dumbledore refers to Voldemort as Tom. Mm-hmm. Uses yeah. his uses his his human his Muggle given name. Right. Um. Not yep. the the self appointed. Title Lord Voldemort, right. yeah, which is kind of lame. You like... to come here this evening, Tom, or whatever he says, <laughs> right? You know, that's it. That's my list, man. Those, those cool. are those are the cool, notes cool. that they have. You were gonna, you wanted to touch on so, something. Yeah, I'm gonna touch on something. It's coincidentally, it might actually a- end up as a way to wrap it up the conversation. Uh, or at least be my wrap up. Um, it's just my general thoughts on the film and, and you kind of touched on it. This isn't my favorite film and I, I can't put my finger on it. There are some things I like. There's elements that I like. There's scenes where I laughed, where you laughed. There are fun wizarding world moments. There's, there's things I enjoy. I'm not saying it's totally bad, but I, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just how political it was and it's a very political film completely and i'm not sure if that's just doesn't kind of if it goes against my grain if i don't appreciate it for that reason i'm not sure if it's political but spearheaded by umbridge that kind of kills it for me um you know i ultimately think this film is all right and we 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 do there there are some important things that continue in the voldemort storyline we see our characters grow and change a little bit uh, we've seen some change throughout uh, kind of the wizarding kind of circumstances. But I don't know. If, I think it's just the political nature of it. It just kind of drags to me. Obviously, without a doubt, the um, every scene where Umbridge is in it, I just cringe. Uh, who's who's that guy who's in the notebook? And you call him a wiener. Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, the other, James the other Marston. One. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get why you hate him. I th- I don't mind him that much, but just Umbridge. And I think it's the purpose of the film to have Umbridge annoying, but man, 
Umbridge is my James Marsden. Just every time he does something, I just roll my eyes. It's, yeah, there's just some times where it's painful. I feel it, this film overall is similar to Goblet of Fire. A lot of events go down. A lot of things are shown. Uh, the plot doesn't advance a lot, but at least with Goblet of Fire, I thought it was cool. It was fun watching the games. I think it was just generally more enjoyable. Order of the Phoenix, it's just not my fave. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, two things. One, on the, I mean, on the point of Dolores, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what you should have named your daughter. But no, no, no. no. Um, Dolores, no. She, she makes a great villain, though. Because she, yes. like, there are moments where I'm actually terrified of her, right? Mm. Like, the, 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 when Harry's writing the lines and the I must not tell lies shows up on the mm-hmm. back of his hand. Right. And, and she says, you know, Did, was there something you wanted to say? And he goes, <sighs> no, nothing. And she's like, that's right. Mm. Because deep down, you know that you deserve to be punished. And it's hmm. like, oh, and it's like bone chilling. And then the other great moment is where Dolores is trying to kick uh, Professor Trelawney, mm. Trelawney, tr- 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 the the um, uh, the 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 tea leaves. Uh, I don't know Emma, the name of that. Emma class. Thompson. Emma, Emma Thompson, Thompson trying to kick her yeah. out of the school. Sybil. Mm. Sybil Trelawney. Yeah. Trelawney. Anyways, uh, trying to kick her out. <laughs> And um, when Professor McGonagall comes in, who I'm starting to think, and maybe it's partially because of this moment, but I think there's a lot of moments. I think she's my one of my favorite Harry Potter characters. Yeah, you can, is Minerva fair. McGonagall. F- fair point. Um, yeah. But she comes in, and 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 Dolores says, "You know, is there something you'd like to say?" And and Professor McGonagall is like, "Oh, there's a great many things. You know, there's a great, <laughs> there's a lot of things I'd like to say." Right. Uh, you know, and doesn't doesn't finish that by saying, "But none of which would be appropriate in front front of the children." But you know, right. that's implied. Oh, very much so. Everything I'd like to say to you is is fairly nasty. Not the other PG. thing I wanted to say. I went into this and I blame actually, you for this. And sorry, sorry. I actually want to cut you off because I want to actually tack on one more example. Okay. I will agree she's a cool villain and it's from that same scene. And it's when she, uh, she Umbridge is attempting to uh, kick out Emma Thompson or Emma Watson or whatever her name. No, Emma. I just said it. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah. And then Dumbledore says, hold the phone. You can fire her from her position, but you can't kick her off the grounds. That power is still within that, or that power is within my jurisdiction, my realm. Yeah, you have you have the power to dismiss my teachers. You do not, but however, not, have the yeah. power to banish them from the grounds. That she's, power yeah, remains with the headmaster. With and she she says just this small yeah. little phrase, but she says and she smiles while she, she smiles, says it. and she says something along the lines of, "It might have just been exactly for now." Yeah, for now. And, and then turns and walks away. Well, and it serves as two points. Like one, it's just kind of uh, on a surf- superficial level. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's like, wow, you are really just this satanic being that just has, you know. But on the other, it's like, yeah, she is, she literally is, it's a political film and she's gaining power. She's ca- controlling our main characters and she's gaining control. Oh, like yeah. this isn't just temporary. It's, yeah. I I think she was played flawlessly. Yes, I think the as, performance of the actress is amazing. As much as I complain about being annoyed and my ears bleeding about Umbridge, I think it's probably the film succeeding and the care the actor succeeding portraying the the character and probably mm-hmm. the way it's at least one interpretation of way of the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um the other thing I was going to say, the thing I was going to mm. blame you for. Oh. Eesh. I went into this film thinking that it was a lot worse than it is. I went into uh, it thinking I was going to dislike it. Right. But I, I went into it thinking that I didn't like this film at all. Okay. Okay. And I came out of it going, that wasn't that bad. I mean, there's, hmm. there's, like, there's a couple issues, but it's sure. also a lot of fun at times and right. spooky at times and, and you know gives me gives me the the room of requirement which harkens on my love for 
for mm. you know the castle being its own living breathing right. entity the castle is its own character yeah we yeah. get a taste of that again uh, and I blame you. I blame you for thinking, for making me think that I d- didn't like this film. And I think that's just because I've heard you both on the air and off talk so mm. much about like, oh, you know, the first three are pretty good, maybe part of the fourth, but then after that, I'm like, why even bother, right? And so like, and and, <laughs> for, and you've for made clarity, that position very clear. For clarity, just the upcoming, it, it's not just after that, why bother? Because I do think it picks up again. But four oh, okay. and five, yes. And trash. You like no. Half Blood Prince? Uh, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. I don't want to. I don't want to let the the magic cat out of the bag, but uh, we'll get there. No, no, keep him in there. Toss him in the river. Um, <laughs> That's horrible. What, uh, what? What would you give this film on a scale of zero to one below eleven? I so I gave it on my scale a six point one. That's not bad. That, that, so it's, it's not it could bad. could be much worse. It's not bad, but as, as far as my tiers of how a film can rank, it's not oh, don't the worst. I about it. It's not the second. It's not the third. It's the third. So I, yeah. it's not the highest that I would say, I want to go see this in theaters. I'm willing to get a babysitter, pay my hard-earned dollars to pay movie theater money, and it's not there. But I would totally purchase this film, and you kind of have to if you're into collections and having a whole set of films. As okay, far so, as, but here's a question. Sure. With the, with, as far as the theater and Harry Potter, here's a hypothetical question. Lay it on me. There's seven films? Eight yes. films. Eight. There's eight films. Se- yeah. Um, what if, mm-hmm. you know, the babysitter's taken care of, the the, the popcorn is free, I don't know, sure. whatever, right? It's, not, it's, yep. it's, it's, you know... Um, Fifty bucks, okay, for fifty dollars cash, no tax, mm-hmm. just 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 fifty straight dollars. I drop a fifty dollar bill and they pick it up. I gotcha. Yep. Uh, you can sit from start to finish. It's gonna be a long day. There's a commitment. Mm. But you get to go watch all eight films in the theater. Sure. Fifty bucks. Would Would you do it? Question. Yeah. And I, it can go both ways. One, am I allowed to like have pee breaks? Or if not, can I use the entire Order of the Phoenix as my pee break? Let's say there's 15 minutes between film. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, because I mean, really, there's like, you know, the the credits. You don't need to sit around for the credits. <laughs> right. I mean, sure. If the circumstance was right, Absolutely, I'd do it. You stretch your legs. You're allowed to bring your own snacks. It's like drive-in style, but in the, actually in the theater, so you can bring your yeah. own whatever. I mean, obviously, I think the answer is yes. I do I do love this series enough that a watch-through would be fun and all those things being free and whatnot. I think the answer is yes. 50 I bucks think is there's, a bargain for, yeah. for eight I, films. Like, I think Star Wars and Lord of the Rings might be higher on the list. Like, if it was like you could only choose two, I, it might not make the list. But, oh, but Star Wars, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a commitment. That, that's a grinder. Well, there's, right. yeah, what, there's eight films, right? Eight Star Wars films? Nine. No, because it goes Force Awakens and then uh, episode nine. Yeah, no, you can't skip that one. In fact, I would be <laughs> like, you could maybe leave Solo out, but if I were in the theater to marathon, marathon those uh, things, I would want Rogue One in there. I would I I could leave Solo out Rogue One I'd be fine with being in. Yeah, yep. Rogue One's got to be there just so that you could hop. And and Rogue One, mm. I would want Rogue One and and A New Hope edited together into one film so that it's just yes. a 4 hour so that yeah. that transition is seamless. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That would be cool. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it a 6.1 on my scale. On Marshall's scale, it was actually pretty close. And I got a six. So very close, 6.1, 6 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. What, what would you give it out of 10? I give it a 7.2. I think there's some hmm. issues with it. There's a couple of things where it's like, man, I would understand that if I'd read the books. I'll sure. probably enjoy this a lot more once I've read this book. Mm. Um, and I ima- yeah, I imagine reading the book will increase that number, increase right. that score. Uh, but ultimately, it's still fun. It's still, you know, it's a world that I 
that I want to escape to, and this film achieves that for me. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. 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 So I, it's you know, it's it's respectable. Sure. I'm glad I own it. <laughs> Even though I didn't, I didn't use the disc. I watched it on Netflix because it was on. Oh, Netflix. Well, because yeah. we only own it, we only own it on DVD. We don't have it on Blu-ray. Sure. And so Netflix was as good, if not better, quality. If I had it on Blu-ray, then Blu-ray would be better than Netflix. But fair enough. You know. Uh, yeah. So, what'd you watch this week? Uh, so this is going to be pretty quick. Um, I'll make it pretty brief. Uh, so just with the nature of us recording this week, I had to watch a few, well, just one other film because we're having a bonus episode. So I didn't actually get to your recommendation yet of the 1991 Adams Family. So that's wow. going to be tacked on to this next is like the week. second time in one month. Hey, it's it happens, man. It happens. So the only film I watched this week is the, my recommendation to you. And it's a newer film. I think it's from 2019. Um, it's a different film. Uh, it's kind of like a mystery, maybe like a bit of a social commentary kind of film. Uh, it has Jonathan Aris, if you know who he is. No. Uh, it has Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, and okay, yeah. And some other people that I have not recognized. But the film is called Vivarium. Vivarium. With a V. Vivarium. Okay. Vivarium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's my recommendation to you. Um, What's interesting it about? view. What's that? What's it about? Uh, like I said, it's... it's uh, this man and a woman who are uh, in the market for a new home... And they go house shopping and a few things happen and it it just turns into this mystery, maybe a bit of a social commentary. Maybe it's just a story about two people. You'll figure that out as you watch and make a decision for yourself. Um, but it's it's kind of like one of those survival films. Um, yeah, that, with, d- that uh, definitely gave me zero information. So Yeah, see, I... It's something no, no, it's that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to ruin it. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. I don't want to tell you too much with ruining it. And, um, I definitely say don't watch the trailer first. Just, just go into it, view it, consume it, Bavarian. comment on it and, uh, move on with your life. Vivarium. Vivarium. Okay. Uh, what did so you watch this week? I, I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> it's funny actually that came up in conversation it actually means let me just find it there's like a vivarium definition so it's defined as an enclosure container or structure adapted or prepared for keeping animals under semi-natural conditions for observation or study oh right right oh vivarium okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 totally uh, what did you watch this week? I watched three movies because I'm a good Ooh. boy. I watched uh, <laughs> Toy Story. Nice. So good. It is so good. You so are good. a toy. Uh, you are a child's plaything. You are. You're not the real Buzz Lightyear. You're an action figure. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Like. Yep. Oh man, I can't wait Milt's... to like sit my children, future children yes. down and be like, look, enjoy, put your phone down. <laughs> Tommy. Tur- turn off your retinal implant and just focus on the screen. And just, they'll look at you and they'll say, this movie sucks. Why is your heart melting? And then I'll say, guess what? You're adopted and we're giving you back. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the other one I watched was Ad Astra. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge Brad Pitt person. I like sure. him in some things. Yep. Um but usually the things I like him in I don't like because of him. He's just in there. He's there. Right? Like Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I love Mr. Right. and Mrs. Smith. Sure. It's not him that I it's you know, he's not the reason I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, um I'm not similar- a, what, yeah, oh, what, what what let me just let me just finish hey. my thought, man. Hey. 
Um, I mean, aside from a couple of exceptions, I'm mm. not a big, uh, I'm not a big space movie mm. person. Yep. yep. So that's my take on it. I ultimately, you know, I gave it a five out of ten. I didn't yeah. try to. I didn't mess, muck around with any decimal points. It's not a. <laughs> it's it's not a bad movie. Sure. There was no moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. But there was also no moment where I was like, oh yeah, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was just right. you know. Eh. Yep. Yeah. I, to be honest, I was a little. I was quite disappointed with it, but I I would put it right down the middle as you did. I feel the best description for it. I feel like it's the little brother of the Martian and interstellar and the big siblings have done a lot and it's living in the shadow and it's like, look at me, I can do it too. And it, it just didn't really translate it. I felt like it was trying to do too much. And it, maybe if they had just stuck with kind of the emotional ties of characters and that's the route they wanted, maybe the coolness of space, but I feel like they just tried to touch on a few different things and it just kind of fell flat. Yeah. But Yeah. I, I would, Agree wholeheartedly. Perfect. Uh, the other one is a 2000 film. Ooh. It's also a space movie. See, I got. I was like, uh, you know, huh. space. Yeah. Is, uh, it, is it the one we talked about? Uh, I, I don't know. Which one do we talk about? With uh, so. Tim Allen? No, no, no. It's not Galaxy Quest. No, oh, this okay. is... This is like meant to be a serious space. Movie. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it has Don Cheadle in it. Hmm. Who's the guy that plays uh, Commander Rhodes in like he's hmm. War Machine? He's Rhodey in uh, the Avengers. Sure. It has uh, Tim Robbins. You don't know actors' names. I can't. Yeah. Jer- Jerry O'Connell. Not ringing a bell. Uh, okay. Anyways, this movie, it's, I don't know if it's good, Hmm. but it's a movie I remember seeing as a kid, like it it was probably on TV and my dad was watching it and I watched it as well. Oh, cool. Um, so it's ingrained. I've got, it's got, I've got a childhood connection to it. Sure. And ultimately I like it. It's, it's, it's tacky at times. It does some weird things, mm. but the 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 two thousand space film I'd like you to watch is called uh, Mission to Mars. Hmm. Yeah. If you you haven't seen it. No, I'm I'm just googling it actually. Yeah, Mission to Mars. Okay. Cool. It's it's good. It's 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 you know it's a it's a space film that. It does a lot of things that I think are probably accurate and scientifically sound, and mm. then adds a couple of its own what ifs, right? Sure. So it, there's some fantasy to it. Cool. So yeah, I'll watch check. that. I'll check and it out. And watch The Addams Family. I'll check them both out. But not at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Because then you're not, you know. Yeah, then I'm not really watching either. No. I'm just watching no. one. Or or both, not very well. Hmm. Cool. Well, that about wraps it up. Um, yeah. Put a bow on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some housekeeping. Please like, follow, subscribe if you haven't Every done so already. Every time you so say housekeeping, I think of like a hotel. I think of the scene in Home Alone like, when when uh, yeah when he's like when he's snooping on Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone two. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he's snooping on Macaulay Culkin, and he's like, housekeeping. Really? And it reminds then... me of Harry Potter. Oh. Where she's like, housekeeping, <laughs> and then she opens the door, and it's like, Bleh! and like blows her away, and then the door slams shut, and she's like, I'll come back later. And then keeps walking. <laughs> nice. But yeah, check out the links below. Follow us on those social social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a comment, see if you play, and check out our Patreon page below. If you feel so inclined to support the show, it helps us pay the bills, whether it be software, um, equipment, or just keeping the lights on. Uh, it all goes towards the show and improving the show, making it uh, the best show a possible. Show. Make it, making it a showy show. Making uh, it a show one show. Of these, one of these times I should just like... 
dick with the the links below. Like I should just be like, <laughs> oh, follow us on Twitter, and you click it, and it's like, oh, this is this is the IMDb page for bananas and pajamas. What's <laughs> do it up? What is happening? Do it up. B one, awesome. B one and B two were played by the same guy. What? What? Yeah. And then no. I just ruined people's childhood. It's impossible. Yeah, Miss Frizzle's not a real person. What? <laughs> Just ruin people's childhoods. Oh, definitely. That's not actually what aardvarks look like. Arthur, no. What? Man, no. now I just want to watch Arthur. Hmm, it's a good show. Did you watch that growing up? Oh, totes. And do you know the one thing I learned from Arthur? What's I learned that? two things. One. What did you learn? Uh, is that if you get your ears pierced, they'll turn mm. green and fall off. Dang right. And two, that is that having fun isn't hard when you have a library card. <laughs> <laughs>